Welcome to Earl Stewart on Cars with Earl and Nancy Stewart. Reach them with your questions at 877-960-9960. Here's Earl and Nancy. Good afternoon. No, morning. It's morning. Good morning, everybody. Uh, I'd like to make a special announcement to Earl on Cars. This is our first anniversary on the True Oldie Station. That's right. Uh, Rick Kearney uh, brought us all cups, and we have our little coffee <laughs> mugs here. Earl Stewart on Cars, one year. Now, we've been around for longer than that. We're about 14 years, different radio station, but we've been doing this a long, long time. Uh, again, to let all of you newbies, people who haven't tuned in to us before on the True Oldie Station, uh, this isn't a musical event we're having here. This is a how to do it on how not to be ripped off by your car dealer. Uh, I'm Earl Stewart. I'm also known as a recovering car dealer. Um, In total transparency, I've been a car dealer for over half a century. 1968, I started in the car business. And uh, I did a lot of things the wrong way. I've changed a lot of the way I do things. And I've really become more of a consumer advocate. Uh, I've got a um, a group in the studio here, and we're going to, for the next two hours, we're going to help you in the painful process, unfortunately, the painful process of buying and leasing cars, also maintaining and repairing cars. Uh, car dealers operate like they were in the last century, and not just the latter part of the 20th century, uh, the mid and the early part of the 20th century. It's kind of like the Dark Ages. Uh, car dealers are frozen in time the way they retail their services and their cars. Uh, uh, the Gallup annual poll on honesty and ethics in professions, and I apologize to <coughs> you regular listeners because I know I talk about this every week, but I have to give validity to why we're here. But the Gallup annual poll on honesty and ethics in professions ranks car dealers dead last or next to last uh, 19 or 2017 2000 we haven't finished 2018 quite yet but 2017 car dealers ranked next to last just above congressmen in terms of honesty and ethics now that's a sad statement of all professions of all companies uh, that you patronize car dealers are next to last in the way they treat you in terms of transparency and honesty there's a long explanation for that. Back my last blog and newspaper column was a uh, why are car dealers doing it. Uh, it gives you some of the specifics if you'd like to take a look at that. And uh, I uh, encourage you to go to earloncars.com, www.earloncars.com, and read that blog. It's an explanation because it's an anomaly, really, for retailers in the 21st century, 2018. Uh, Apple, uh, Nordstrom's, Costco, uh, Target. Um, There's so many great retailers out there. Walmart, places where you can go and be treated with honesty and integrity. And uh, we get used to it. Uh, Can you imagine going into Target and you look to buy a television set, and when you go to the cashier, the cashier gives you a dealer fee? or a target fee, or an administrative fee, maybe 100 bucks or 200 bucks, and you say, what's that? And they say, we all do it. All the target stores charge that. That's what happens when you go in to buy a car. You get a price. It's advertised. You shop around. You find the lowest price on television, online, or wherever you're shopping, and you go into the car dealership, and you pay another $2,000. 
and it is actually considered legal uh, in many cases, even though the state law in Florida says that you must include all, they call them dealer fees, it's a generic term for all the different extra fees, hidden fees, that car dealers have. So that's why we are here. That's why Earl on Cars exists to help you. We're live. Uh, it's very exciting. Uh, uh, just think about this. If you've never done it, you're sitting in a studio with some really smart people. I'll introduce them in just a minute. And you've got a live mic, and you've got 20,000 people out there listening to you. And we've got a lot of people streaming us at uh, Facebook, on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Earl Stewart. Facebook.com forward slash Earl on cars. cars. I'm sorry. Facebook.com forward slash Earl on Cars. If you stream us, you can see us and listen to us. But 20,000 people, now that's kind of scary, but it's also an adrenaline rush. It is really exciting because anybody can call in. It's live. You can say anything you want. 877-960-9960. 877-960-9960. You can call me right now and you can say anything you want. And it's live. So that's exciting, and it really gets us pumped up here in the studio. And as I say, I'm not alone. Uh, a big part of owning a car today is the mechanical issue. Uh, electronic issue is probably a, a more accurate term. And Rick Kearney sitting to my right. Uh, Rick is a mechanic for you guys that were born in the 40s and 50s. Uh, he's a technician if you're born in the 60s and 70s. And if you're born and you're a millennial type of person, he's an auto computer scientist because what you drive around right, right now is a computer on wheels. really truly is. And there's far more computer power. Well, there's far more computer power in this iPhone I'm holding in my hand than there was uh, at the rocket that put the first man on the moon. Yep. And there's even more power than that in your car. So Rick Kearney can answer any question on any car, vehicle, truck, van, SUV, mechanical, computer, electronic, or otherwise. And I'm not going to say he's perfect. I mean, we're none of us perfect, but he gets about 99%. He bats about 990. And uh, love to have you call with questions. Uh, one of the things he can help you with is your maintenance and repair, which is something you have to be worried about. You're always afraid when you go into a car dealership or an independent repair shop, are they really telling you the right thing? If you're worried, if you've got a symptom, uh, and you're afraid that the diagnosis from your local car dealer is too expensive, call Rick and ask him that question. Now, if you're a woman, if you're a female listener or a watcher on Facebook.com forward slash Earl on Cars, we have Nancy Stewart. Nancy Stewart is my wife, but she's uh, more importantly my co-host, and she is a very strong advocate of female ladies' rights, and uh, she has uh, been in the car business with me. She knows a lot about what you have to look to differently than a man. Uh, the, the fact of the matter is women are sometimes taking advantage of more than men when they go into a car dealership. First of all, men run most of the car dealerships. If you walk into a car dealership, you're going to find 90% of the employees in there. Salespeople in every department, they're men. It's kind of a man's world. And, you know, hashtag me too. We're going through a revolution now. So Nancy has really found her spot on this show. And uh, 
Let me ask uh, Nancy to tell you, especially if you've never called the show, why, if you're female, you should. And I'm going to tell uh, Julio to hold on for just a second, and uh, I would like to uh, welcome everyone and thank you for tuning in to Earl Stewart on Cars. And as Earl said uh, earlier, I represent uh, the women and uh, just trying to you know, create a platform here for them, someplace to come and <coughs> share their thoughts, uh, their complaints, uh, or, or to let us know that they were treated as they should. And uh, also at the same time, uh, we have $50 for the first two new lady callers, and you can win yourself $50. Nice time of the year to win Cold yourself cash, $50. No, no conditions. So the first two new lady callers, if you want to call and say hi, or if you'd like to share your car buying experience we would love to hear that and uh, as I said earlier I'm here to bring to the attention uh, to the auto industry that wow I mean to capitalize on women and this financial opportunity you'd be crazy not to because we make up a huge part of the car buying experience so with that said, 877-960-9960, or you can text us. You can text us at 772-497-6530, and we are going to go to Julio, who's holding from Miami. Welcome to the show, Julio. Thank you very much for having me. Uh, I have a question uh, uh, for you. First of all, I came uh, to this country in 2004 from Cuba, and I was driving a 1957 Chevy wow. in uh, <laughs> wow. Havana. So, and we was making our own parts. We could not get the original part from uh, GM. Mm -hmm. So we have to make our own parts. So you got to be an engineer. You do. I think we're going to be better than uh, Rick because uh, <laughs> Rick can't make his own parts. I don't <laughs> think so. <laughs> make nope. it a three I, don't, I don't try to make my own parts, no. <laughs> No, does everything we, else. We, we I can make my own part. dinner, but not my own parts. Uh, yeah. But I have a question uh, about a, a Camry. I have a 2018. I want to get traded for 2019. Uh, is there a difference? Uh, somebody told me that everything the same thing except the, the radio. Uh, so maybe you can uh, explain this for me. I'll leave that up to uh, Stu and to Rick. Uh, mechanically, technically, Rick, uh, what is the difference between the 2018-2019? Uh, not a whole lot mechanically. I believe the engine and drivetrain are remaining the same. However, uh, Stu, correct me if I'm wrong, aren't they getting Apple CarPlay in the 19 Camry? That is correct. That's the big change. Now, there might be some small cosmetic, you know, touches here and there, but the big one is the introduction of Apple CarPlay, which I'm really excited about because I think it's a great, great application. It is. It's, I, I got to say, when, when they first got Bluetooth in cars and everybody was trying to get their phone connected to the radio, it was a nightmare. And Apple CarPlay is one of the simplest ways to have Bluetooth and that streaming audio in your phone, in your car. It, ju it works. Yeah. It's just... 
I agree. I got to say, it's about time. Hooli, I would say this: uh, the car, the 2018-2019 the <laughs> Camry, are very close. And if you just bought the 2018, you'd be advised to hang on to that vehicle for a couple of years. Uh, you'll experience a, a large amount of depreciation if you trade it in on a 2019, and you're not really going to get much advantage uh, if you're unless you're absolutely nutty about the Apple CarPlay, and that would be an expensive treat yes. uh, for you to have to pay that much. But <coughs> hang on to that 2018 for at least another uh, couple of years, and uh, and then price out the 2021 yeah. and see what they'll probably will definitely be so big advantages unfortunately i think this is the uh, the world that we're dealing with now the techno tech technology changes are coming so rapidly that yeah. almost every year you're going to miss out on what, what you know, on the on the next best thing yeah yeah and uh, it, it is frustrating yeah but my, my problem is i i have a four cylinder and uh, it's very good but I want more, you know, to get on the high, you know, sure. Miami is a yeah. tough place to drive. So I need a, uh, what, what happens in the four-cylinder when I, I press down on the, on the accelerator, it, it doesn't kick in immediately. I like a six because it, it gives you more, uh, what do you see the word in English, more? Uh, power, uh, more power. Pep, pep. Julio, I'm, I'm a little surprised at that because it was my impression that the four-cylinder was pretty uh, peppy. And the four-cylinders, going back a few years, uh, were kind of lethargic, and you really couldn't get any get-up-and-go. Uh, but I didn't uh, – Is let me ask Rick, is there a possibility there's something – should he have a dealer take a look at that? Car's under warranty. Is there anything that you can think that might make that car a little peppier? Uh, not really because it, it's going to depend on what – what previous car he had, what he's comparing it to, because uh, his original car would have been, uh, say say he came out of a car that's five or six years old, the 2018 Camry is all drive-by-wire electronic, so there is a minor delay when you step on the pedal, there's a moment's delay before the computer opens that throttle and gets it Is a 2019 different? Uh, not very much, but yeah. you may notice a slight difference by going to a six. You may feel a little more power from it. And also they're doing the, now the direct injection, which that's going to take a, another moment, you know, for it to kick. But once it does, it's got a lot more power to it. Yeah. Hold on. Why not? Have you driven a 2019 Camry? Or actually, oh, have I, you, have you driven a six-cylinder? I haven't uh, driven, but, uh, you know, I, I figure a six-cylinder got to be much better than a four-cylinder, right? Yeah, well, it, it depends on Julio. I, I guess I'm, you know, I've been a Toyota dealer for uh, 50 years, no, 40, 45 years, something like that. And uh, I remember um, back in the earlier times, the four-cylinders were really, I just hated to drive one. And then they really did a, a great job on getting the power out of the four-cylinder. So the relative difference between the four and the six today is much narrower than it used to be. But it's up to you individually. And I, you know, before you do anything like absorb that expensive depreciation to trade a 2018 in on a 2019, I would go into a car dealership and I would drive a six-cylinder 2019. And you could also at the same time check out the Apple Play. And then you would look at the cost, which would be substantial, to make that trade. And you just have to make your own personal decision. Is it worth that much money to me to have the Apple Play and the additional power of the six-cylinder? Yeah, I would definitely drive I, one first. 
Thank you very much. Uh, uh, I'm going to be up to Boca. I'm going to Boca. Maybe I stop into uh, Earl Stewart. I'd love to. to I'd love to meet you, Julio. We, we, it's encouraging to us to know that we're meet, reaching Miami. Are you yeah. on uh, Facebook or are you on uh, the radio? I'm on Facebook. Facebook, okay, great. Love that reach we get yeah. with Facebook, and I uh, love to have you call in again and let Julio know where you're going in a couple of weeks. Yeah, oh, uh, by exactly. the way, yeah. by the way, Julio, Nancy and I are <laughs> taking a cruise, and we're going to go to Havana. And uh, we did the same thing last year. Yeah. We loved Havana so much. Uh, we had a tour guide that had a 1955 Chevrolet Bel Air, and we spent the day, and being in the car business, uh, we went to a lot of the shops that you alluded to Mm -hmm. where they actually made parts for cars. And we saw some machinery that dated back to the 60s and 50s. Unbelievable. Yeah, lathes and whatnot. And we we saw the amazing work and skill of the Cuban workers over there. As you say, uh, you couldn't buy the parts from the United States, so you had to fabricate them. And uh, I just, I have never had a better time. That's the reason we're going back this year to see all those incredible cars. I'm 77 years old, 78 in a couple of few days. And I remember the 50s and the 60s, and that was my favorite time. The first time that I really, really enjoyed cars, and I saw Pontiac convertibles, 1958, 57, and it's really uh, an amazing time. So I bet you miss that. I I know you love the United States, but I bet you, I bet you miss those cars, don't you? Yeah, but I don't miss it when they put my uncle up against the wall and they shot him. I I don't miss that. So communism is. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, we thanks. we had okay, such so. we had such a great yeah. time, Julio, and it was just so amazing. Just like Earl said, that you know we've we've visited these places where they're building their own parts because they can't get them, and it was really fascinating. I'm 76. He's well. Earl said he'll be 78 in a couple of days. We had a great time. It just really brought back a whole lot of memories of the type of cars that I used to drive back in the 50s. We really appreciate your phone call. Yeah, Rick I hope had a you comment give us a call again. Goodbye to Julio, Rick. Hey, you know, Julio, those, those cars in Havana now, they're they're actually becoming more like Rolls Royces. Yeah. Because a Rolls Royce, traditionally, every part was handmade and handcrafted, and the cars were hand-assembled. And when you think about it, that's what those cars are becoming. They're becoming Rolls Royce classics because they're having to be cared for by people that just love those cars and have to keep them running. Yeah. You know, I, I know it's a necessity as well as the love, but uh, I think that's pretty awesome. Yeah. I mean, the the ability to do that, that is fantastic, sir. Hula, you're a very interesting guy. I'd love to have you call again next week. And if you get up to Boca or near North Palm Beach, I'd love to meet you in person. But please call again. Thank you very much for taking my call. Have oh, a good you're, day. You're well, welcome. Thanks, Look forward to hearing from you again. Give us a call, 877-960-9960. Do you have a story to share with us? We'd love to hear from you. Give us a text if you're a little shy, 772-497-6530. We're going to go to Jeff. Uh, Jeff's giving us a call from Jupiter. Good morning, Jeff. Good morning. Uh, I finally bought my first car from Al Stewart about a week ago. Well, thank you. Uh, <laughs> We moved here, uh, my family, in uh, 1968. I always have an eye on your place down there. always go down that way once in a while. Mm-hmm. Way back when, you've been there a long time. Yeah, in 1968. Yeah, that's when I started the car Never business. had enough money to uh, Never had enough money to go in there and get a car back. Then I had to go in the <laughs> military in 68, and when I got home, my severance pay, uh, I had enough to buy a 
Super Beetle, Volkswagen. <laughs> Remember those? And, uh, I had one of those. I soon found out that uh, the only thing I could pass were bicycles. It was downhill, top speed, 60 mile an hour, and I had air conditioning in it. Mm-hmm. And I lost 10 mile an hour when I put that on. Anyway, um, this is for a friend of mine that uh, a young lady needed a hand. I had a great big, huge SUV that got eight miles a gallon, mm. and she's out of work and a uh, single mom after 25 years, and uh, I keep her busy here to help me clean the house, and uh, I've been giving so much, I was able to do the right thing for her and not turn my back on her, and it's really changed her life. We took her dad and her down there uh, about a week ago, and uh, a salesman uh, took us down to the East car lot, and uh, we picked out a, he had a, a he had a 2011 uh, Camry there with only 46,000 miles in like new condition inside and out. And uh, it was terrific. Uh, we were able to drive, she was able to drive it home that uh, same day, and uh, it just changed her life. Well, that's great. Well, thank you. Well, that was very nice of you to, to help her out with that. It's... Uh, uh, I've always said that the right used car is a better value than a new car. Uh, you get a lot of new bells and whistles and fancy stuff on the new cars, but in terms of just uh, good transportation, uh, you take a two or three year old uh, or even four or five year old used car, certified, something that's been taken care of carefully. Great value, lasts for a long, long time, and uh, I, I bet she was very appreciative of you taking your time to help her uh, buy something that was yeah, more practical. She actually was in tears. She couldn't believe anybody would do that for her, but. Yeah. Well, yeah, I know not to do your arms to poor men. You know, I wouldn't have to no reward or anything. Just, sure. just everything that's happened to me. Well, it speaks to years, uh, you know, it speaks and, to uh, the problem that women have. Their life. Yes. We couldn't have done any. I don't think we could have found a car like that anywhere else or a salesman that was so honest and cheerful and helped us out so much. Uh, I don't know if I can mention any names, but the names. To, <laughs> I'll just say named after a train to that line now. He was terrific. Very kind and, of it. Uh, well, thank you, Jeff. And, uh, you know, I, I, it's nice that you would help people like that. A lot of folks listening that you know people that need some help, we advise people never to go into a car dealership by themselves to buy a car, uh, for that matter, even to maintain a repair car if you're talking something expensive. So if you have someone like Jeff available that understands uh, cars and how to deal with car dealers and a little bit about mechanics and fuel mileage. Uh, whether, you're, whether you think you, you know what you're doing or don't, it's always good to have a companion or maybe a couple companions. To go into car dealership by yourself, you're asking for trouble. And there are a lot of Jeffs out there. You just need to find the right person uh, who will take the time to help you. So, Jeff, thanks again. I sure hope you can call in again to the show can, you know, next Saturday. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah, I, one other thing. I, I bought a used car years ago in northern Indiana. Uh, it was I think it was a Chevelle from a used car lot. And I found out you got to watch some of those used car places because that winter up there we had the snow and the slush, slush built up on the quarter panel. And I went to kick it off. And, man, it must have been a, at least a five-gallon ball of Bondo fell out of there. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, that's something else. Yeah, that's anyway, a- nice talking with you, Alan. Thank you, Jeff. Have have a great weekend, and uh, hopefully we'll hear from you next week. Take care. Thank you, Jeff. Keep following us, 877-960-9960, or you can text us. 
at 772-497-6530. We'd love to hear from you. We're going to go to Tina. She's a regular caller, and she calls us from Bonita Springs. Good morning, Tina. Hey, Tina. Hi. Hi. How are you all doing this morning? Yeah, we missed you last week, Tina. Yeah. Yeah, last week I wasn't able to get on for various reasons, but I'm back. Well, all thank right. you. Anyway, well, 2020, anyway, 2026 is the year for Volkswagen. It's going to be very interesting to see what happens. You heard the big announcement, right? No, mm-hmm. I don't know. What's happening in 2026? Oh, yeah. 20, 2026 is the year that Volkswagen is no longer going to make gasoline-powered vehicles. They're going all electric. Really? Oh, mm. Well, you That's scooped really me cool. on yeah. that, Tina. Where did you? Where did? Was that on uh, the n- recent news? Or it looks like it's all yeah. over the internet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Boy. Boy, we dropped the ball. That's the reason we need you to call every week. Uh, you need to keep us uh, on top of things. We miss that. That's terrible. You know, it's funny. It's like a little aside. My wife always asks me if you know. Did you hear about this? I'm like, yes. I've already read the internet, and uh, apparently we failed to do that in this yes. case. <laughs> Is that? That's okay. I mean, uh, Stu, if you want to go ahead and look up the information, that way you can yeah, hear a little here. bit more detail. I just kind of scan through it. Yeah. But this is my worry. I, I think we're going to need to have a funeral here because we're going to have to have a funeral eventually for the manual transmission, and that really breaks my heart because yeah. that's what I prefer to drive. I hear you. But my yeah. point being in mentioning this is that with all of these electrical vehicles coming on the road, I really think... It's kind of happening now, but I think eventually the joy of driving and having a raw, unpolished, just driving experience isn't going to be there. Like before OBD1, before electronic fuel injection, you had a machine, you had a car, and you were one with the car. Mm-hmm. And I really feel with these electric vehicles that you're not going to have that same tactile feeling. You're not going to have that same experience that you would if you drove something much older, a classic vehicle. And, you know, I think the driving experience is going to get more generic. It already is, but I think it's going to be even more generic, if that makes any sense. Well, it's sad, and I, you know, I'm, I'm there with you. I, uh, I can still remember the thrill of my first car, 1951 Pontiac. Uh, it, was a, it was a straight eight, six-cylinder, only option was a heater. And it was the biggest thrill I ever had driving that. And um, I still don't, I don't drive a stick shift anymore, but I enjoy it when I do. It's a lot of fun. But, you know, think back to your grandfather, great-grandfather, the thrill he had with his horse and buggy. And, uh, the, you know, the people that get used to whatever they get used to, yeah. the millennials and the kids today in their 20s and 30s, they just don't care about cars. Yeah. And, and I know there's a lot of people that feel, feel like that, that, want to feel that raw power, the vibration and all that. Um, but, I mean, I'm, I think I, I fall on the other side of it. The first time I drove a, te- a Tesla and the feeling that acceleration, that silent acceleration, to me that was a thrill. It was yeah. like, it's like flying a, a P-50 uh, Mustang fighter versus a glider. Yeah. Yeah. Silent speed. Yeah. There's, there's a YouTube channel called Tesla Racing. And they actually have a video where a Tesla goes against a Honda CBR 600 yeah. sport bike. I've seen that. Now, there are very, very, oh, very no. few cars that can literally drag race against a motorcycle yeah. in a quarter mile and win. Yeah. And the Tesla smoked that Honda yeah. twice. Yeah. 
But that's not not why Volkswagen's going to all electric in 2026. (laughs) And uh, I kind of wonder, you know, uh, Tesla flaunting their acceleration, uh, you know, they're appealing to about one-tenth of one percent of the market uh, that they'll be trying to sell cars to. And it's not just the speed. I understand what Tina's saying, what you're saying. It's it's, you are on a – it's almost like riding – more like riding a horse. Like you are one with the car. You feel, you feel that vibration and the acceleration. It's it is a different experience yeah. altogether. Dana. Well, fortunately, well, fortunately, the younger generation, like you said, there there's probably this perceived there is this perceived thought that the younger generation really isn't into cars. But if you get on YouTube, there is a thriving community, especially mostly of young men under the age of thirty, that really are into cars. They yeah. really are into performance. There's a gentleman in Texas, I think he's probably in his 30s, but he used to have a TV show. He takes old trucks and he makes them into super high horsepower vehicles. Mm-hmm. He builds them from the frame and the ground up. It's amazing what he sure. does. I can't remember his name, but he has a shop, I do believe, outside of Austin, Texas somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. If I find it later, I'll link it. But, you know, the whole car enthusiast thing, dying with the younger generation, that's not necessarily true. No, I... I and I, some I, of these... Uh, yeah. And, mm, yeah, and some, and some of these guys that have these YouTube channels, they have like 300,000 subscribers, a million subscribers. Yeah. Uh, one of the fun ones, he's always doing stupid stuff. He <laughs> he buys and sells cars, and uh, some, of the, some of the mistakes he makes with his money just shake my head. But have you ever heard of Hoovy's Garage? No. No, Hoovy's. H O O V H O O V I E's garage on YouTube. Oh my goodness, the we'll things he buys, the things he works on, it just makes you shake your head. Like, dude, what are you doing? But it's so <laughs> entertaining. Because well, I don't think I don't think these are going to go away. Tina, you'll and, be like he just recently, and he just recently bought a McLaren. Okay, uh-huh. and now he posted a, vi- a video of like eleven things that's wrong with my McLaren. <laughs> this is a guy that took his old nine eleven. He did an LS one swap. And he blew the motor just recently. Oh. He dumped into this car. Putting a Corvette motor in a Porsche. Wow. <laughs> like I should know yeah. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You and Tina know that. I don't know that. <laughs> but anyway, but anyway, my point, my point being that the younger generation, the interest in yeah. vehicles has grown actually. Well, well, well Tina, 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 one thing to remember though, even though uh, cars were invented to replace the horse and buggy, but there are still horses everywhere in the world. A few buggies. And. No, that's, people, what, that's what I was going to say. People is still that, ride horses. Is that you've got horse races. You've got, uh, you're have got you going to have car races. You're going to have drag races. You're just not going to have people on I-95 racing anymore. Right. You're going to have uh, autonomous cars. They're going to be all electric, probably ride sharing. And you're not going to have people you know, drag racing from stoplights. They'll be drag racing yeah, out you of Marosa. Take, you'll take your kid out to the racetrack. Hey, you want to drive an old-fashioned car, son? Yeah. yeah. Wouldn't that be something? <laughs> but I, th- I think you're right. I think there will always be a spot for horse racing and car racing, mm-hmm. but not on the highway. But not dog racing. Yes. Yes. And, and yeah, you, but and, I-95 and it, is already a racetrack anyway, so what's the difference? Yeah. I mean, if you don't drive 80 miles an hour or more, I-95, you're going to be flattened. Yeah. Well, hey, uh, hey, Tina, uh, we were talking earlier about get up and go and all that, you know, what kind of an engine you want. But it takes me back to the days back in Pittsburgh, and I got myself into a bit of trouble. And what I called it back then was a zoom zoom because I took my dad's car. I was probably only about 14 years old, and I told the girls because I was a 
kind of aggressive. And I said to the girls, I said, let's go out and we'll drag race. And I remember the 1957, I think it was a Bel Air that he had. And uh, boy, the zoom, zoom, I loved that sound and the sound of the motor. <laughs> and well, the car world certainly is changing. And boy, I'll tell you what. I'm 76 right now, and I can still feel that adrenaline. It was so much fun, mm. and it was worth getting into all that trouble over. So there's my story <laughs> about my childhood. <laughs> Did you ever get your license back after that? I don't remember. So what? Did you ever get your driver's license back after that? I'm not sure. <laughs> Never got it back. Tina, thanks very much uh, for uh, keeping us uh, sharp and honest. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm so embarrassed that we didn't know that Volkswagen was going all electric in 2026. And uh, you know what you do on that Fridays? tells you something because Volkswagen <laughs> is now the largest auto manufacturer. They beat out Toyota for the first time. So when the world's largest auto manufacturer is going all electric right. in, in just uh, seven years. I say we all agree to read automotive news on Friday. Yeah. Uh-oh. It tells you that <laughs> there's still some people out there that don't believe it. And here's another interesting thing. If you watch to follow the stock market, the stock market has been terrible the past oh, several days. And uh, with a you know, uh, mini crash or whatever you want to call it, uh, guess guess which stock was up sharply and guess which auto stocks were down sharply. All the stocks, auto stocks, were down sharply last week except for Tesla yep. that was up. So just when we thought Elon Musk was down for the count, he's back up again. The Tesla stock is back up again. And now you tell me about Volkswagen. Yeah. It's going to be all electric. It's going to be autonomous. Right. It's happening. You can't stop it whether you like it or not. Yeah. But, uh, Tina, you are a great caller. Yeah. Now you, I'm requiring you to call back in next week. <laughs> it's mandatory. Okay. You better because I think that's Before I be. make a fool out of myself, yeah. we've got to have you out there to keep us honest. And that's going to be the last uh, show for a couple of weeks, right? Yeah. We're going to take yeah. a little break for yeah. the holidays. Tune in next yeah. week, Tina, because that will be our last show until January. The, we'll be back on January, January 3rd, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm looking at the article okay. that Tina uh, referred us to here. It's in Forbes. And... Uh, so they're actually planning to make a $22,700 electric vehicle, a lot cheaper than even Tesla's cheapest model. Oh. And they're actually, they're beginning uh, their electric VW production by the end of this year. And by 2022, they expect to have 22 all-electric models available. So even before uh, 2026, there's going to be 22 Does available. it say what the battery range is? Uh, because that's the key. You know, once you get the battery range consistently 350, uh, then the combustion engine is gone. You've got to have the mileage. You can't have that range anxiety, right. even in cold weather. So the problem is, in Minneapolis, can you drive an electric car, mm. you know, when the when, when it's 20 below zero? Mm-hmm. Versus Phoenix, yeah. yeah. Uh, it doesn't say in the article here, but I'm sure the information yeah. is out there. It'll be, yeah. They'll have it. Uh, yeah. The battery technology is moving like the uh, speed of light. Wait, Tina, you got us all yeah. excited. Hey, uh, I want to apologize to Jim. Uh, Jim's been on hold. He's oh. calling from Hope Sound. Welcome to the show, Jim. Good good morning. Good morning. Hey, Jim. Welcome. How can we help you, uh, Jim? Good morning. Um, this is, uh, I have a 2005 Toyota Prius, and I called you guys last year, and it was the first January of the new year. So I called you because I had my Prius at a shop, and they diagnosed that my brake actuator was bad. Hmm. And I called Earl Stewart Parts in December, and talked to the parts guy to find out about the brake actuator, and he told, I asked him if there was any uh, warranty or recalls on the brake actuator for this car, and the man 
said, no, but we sure do sell a lot of them. So I asked him what the price was, and he told me it was like $1,700, and I could have it for 1200 So then I called your show the first January of this year and talked to you and Rick about the brake actuator, and you had told me that it was covered under warranty until December of that year. So I told you my situation, and you told me to come on down to Earl Stewart in North Palm, and you'll try to take care of me. So I took the time off, went down to Earl Stewart, told him everything, and had my phone with the record of the call on it in December. Mm-hmm. So they said, we'll try to do something, try to do something. They offered me an orange and everything else. But the bottom line is they came back after a while and said, oh, we can't do anything for you, but you can call Toyota, and they might be able to help you. Mm-hmm. So I called Toyota, and they brush me off pretty quick and i'm just kind of upset because i feel like you're no a man and a team is no stronger than its weakest link and as a result of your parts guy telling me that there was no warranty or recalls on this it caught it it's going to cost me a lot of money i've been driving the car for a year with the brake actuator ticking and ticking and ticking every time you put the brakes down so you you know well, Which I thought right. you guys should have kind of taken care of it because I had my phone. I had the recall of when I called the parts mm-hmm. guy, and he said, oh, I said, is there any read? Nope, but we sure do sell a lot of them. Mm-hmm. So I've been driving it for a year, probably a little yeah. bit dangerously, yeah. and I just figured I wanted to call you guys back, and I know you're trying to help people, sure. but you're no stronger than your weakest link, and as a result of your parts guy telling me that there was no warranty or yeah. recall on it. Well, Jim, I get it. We're wrong, and uh, you uh, the bill appreciate your call on me. Appreciate your call but you're absolutely right. I, I've got no defense. Uh, we're wrong in that aspect, and uh, what I'd like you to do is, uh, is uh, give us a chance to make it right. Uh, if you got your uh, – do you have a pencil handy? Yes, I do. All right, my personal cell phone number is area code 561-358-1474. And did you get that, 561-358-1474? Call me after the show, and uh, the show lasts until 10 o'clock this morning. Okay, so when do you want me to call you? After the show. Uh, This show ends at 10 a.m., and if you'll call me after the show, uh, I'll put you together with our our service manager and we will yeah hmm? yeah i talked to rick before you're very helpful and everything but it just didn't help me because i think you know the cost of this job you know um and they you told me you could give it to me at a reduced rate but i still think that's an arm and a leg for 2005 well we'll do whatever we'll do yeah your car is 13 years old i'll call you and we'll do whatever we can to help you yeah thank you very much for the call i will Okay, thank you. I'll talk to you after the show. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks, Jim. 877-960-9960. That's our toll-free number. Mm -hmm. We also have a text number, which is 772-497-6530. Nancy is looking at me anxiously there. I always look at you that way. You're so handsome. (laughs) Okay, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in. As Earl said earlier, give us a call toll-free at 877-960-9960, or you can text us, 772-497-6530. And we have Rod, who's been holding, and he is calling from West Palm Beach, I believe. Good morning, Rod. Good morning, all, and uh, very happy holidays. Your first caller there, um, Julio? 
Yes. I believe his name is. Well, yes. He had uh, he was talking about the 2018 versus the 2019. How about this? Try a uh, try a what they call a K and N air filter. It uh, it it'll stop that uh, it'll stop that that little bit of a lag hopefully, hmm. and also it'll breathe a lot better. Sure, would be cheaper than uh, than than trading in on the new vehicle. Worth a shot. It sure would. Now give me that air, air filter again. Is that K like kilo? And N in November, K and N, K and K and N, yes. Very good. And uh, uh, Rick, what do you know about those? I, I hadn't heard of a K and N Yeah, that company's been around for quite a while. Uh, the only drawback that I've seen with them is the it's a reusable filter. That means about every thirty thousand miles, you have to take the filter out and wash it with special chemicals well, that's and very then re-oil it. That would be well worth it if it will accomplish what uh, Rod said if, it will. So it eliminates yep. that lag uh, when you accelerate a four-cylinder. You don't get, or a six-cylinder for that matter, you, you, that electronic lag. Electric, yeah. Great. Wow. Well, that's very good information, Rod. Well, you know, it takes a village. Yeah, uh, how do you have you been using this on a Toyota or another brand? Uh, put it on a put it on a Dodge mm-hmm. four seven, which uh, which is which is a sort of a pig there Dodge oh uh, six Dodge, mm-hmm. and uh, and boy what a difference! Wow. But yeah, you got to you know every, every thirty thousand that you that you. Um, it costs a lot more for the K and N in the first place, but uh-huh. once you put it in, uh, every thirty thousand you're saving uh, you're you're saving so much more on air, air filters. Plus, it breathes a lot better. I mean, it aspirates right from the beginning. So, so, so that's the advantage. Uh, I'm not a technical guy, uh, so the advantage is that the air filter lets the air pass through easier. Therefore. This affects the performance and the lag. And I got Rick Kearney, who knows more about Toyotas than anybody, and he's saying, yes, they do work. So that that's uh, something I didn't know. We always recommend OEM, Original Equipment Manufacturer uh, Parts. But in this case here, the air filter, and you say the K&N is a lot more expensive, but the, the return on investment in terms of performance and the fact that you don't have to keep buying them you just wash them every 30,000 miles uh, is is offsets the increased cost the oil the oil is very important that you put in it's like you know the the new style uh, new style oil bath sort of uh, it gives you roughly one-third more horsepower at least 25 percent wow. that's 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 cheap well, we're going to have to do an experiment on that. And Rick is the man. He does. He's our. He does them when we have an idea. Like we talked about, uh, you know, uh, ethanol-free fuel, and we did a test on that. So now we'll do a test on this K&N air filter, and we'll report back to our radio audience. Uh, measure the cost uh, comparison uh, versus the the factory filter, and see if the performance would that increase your uh, fuel economy. Uh, it actually does because because of the suction. It uh, you know just all the way around. Mm-hmm. By the way, put it on your vehicle because you're the lead foot. <laughs> I will. 
<laughs> I will. <laughs> Thanks, Rod. I appreciate that. Rod, I tell you, that's right. I love them this on the show. Internet. They're a lot cheaper. Stay off the roads, people. Rod, thank roads, you again. People. Hey, listen, I love to hear this kind of stuff from you guys that have actually, you're a do-it-yourselfer. Good. You do this kind of Look stuff. Look under Rick's hood, and it's probably one there already. He's just not telling anybody. Uh. <laughs> okay, Rod, thanks again. Great call, uh. and we're going re- to report back to you next week and have a little data from our own test on this. Thank you very much. Rod was very informative and entertaining. Ladies and gentlemen, where can you go? Where can you go? Who can you turn tune into on Saturday morning and get so much entertainment, information? Uh, what a great show. And also, by the way, the first two new lady callers, they get themselves $50. I'd love to hear from the ladies. I'd like for you, if if you did purchase a car this week or lease a car, whatever it was, whether it was service, how did you feel when you walked into that dealership? Did you feel like as if that that particular dealership had received the memo that we are in the 21st century and they were going to capitalize on on an enormous sales opportunity because you were a female and because there's so many of us purchasing a vehicle. 877-960-9960 or you can text us 772-497-6530. We're going to go to Patty who is a first-time caller. Welcome to the show Patty. Thank you. We listen to your program every Saturday and find it very informative. Thank you. I'm very happy to hear that. You won yourself $50. Oh, yay. Yeah, so if you stay on the line when we're finished speaking, uh, you can uh, leave your information and I'll get that check out to you. Well, thank you very much. What can we do for you this morning? Well, I have a 2015 Honda CRV. And I was driving my car this week, and the air pressure, tire pressure light came on. And we checked the tire pressure on each of the tires, and they seemed to be the right pressure. Um, we did call a local auto repair business that we do business with, and they told us that it sometimes it has to do with the cold weather that we had this week that would affect the tire pressure and the tire pressure light. So the light won't go off, but we were told that we also have to use nitrogen in the tires. So oh, boy. Oh, my goodness. Your advice and counsel on that. Well, Patty, they gave you some good advice and some bad advice. Yes. The good advice was the temperature definitely affects the air pressure, and, of course, your indicators go off sometimes. In a cold snap, we get a lot of calls at our dealership because uh, they wonder about their tire pressure. Uh, and it's just temperature uh, variation. Uh, nitrogen is totally worthless, and uh, you should never waste your money on nitrogen. Consumer reports uh, debunked nitrogen uh, a couple of years ago. They did an extensive test. Every tire that is sold in the United States was tried with nitrogen and without nitrogen, just regular air. And when I say without nitrogen, most people don't know that the air we breathe is 78% nitrogen. You're breathing nitrogen right now. Nitrogen is in your tires right now. So when someone sells you nitrogen, they're selling you something you already have. But the Consumer Reports says there's no advantage, mileage, uh, or any other advantage in using nitrogen tires. Uh, the argument they give you oftentimes is that, that NASCAR uses nitrogen in the tires and airliners, uh, airplanes use nitrogen in their tires. 
So unless you're going to drive 220 miles an hour around a track for six hours, I, I was you just going to tell that. Patty that. Or if you're going to take your car up to 30,000 feet in an airplane, you don't want to do that. But, uh, yeah, uh, don't worry about the indicator light. When the cold weather comes, it's just something. Fortunately, we don't have too many of those cold snaps in South Florida, so you don't have to worry about it. Rick has a point. Um, I do have one question. When you first start the car, does the light come on and blink a few t- uh, for a little while before it goes solid? Or does it simply no. come on solid? It just comes on solid. Okay. And did you check the spare tire? No, we didn't check the spare tire. A lot of manufacturers have a fifth sensor in the spare tire. So if your spare tire has gone a little bit low, that will kick that light on. Yeah, they do that just to mess with you, though. Well, actually, oh. I, I look at it and I say the spare is the most important tire to have a sensor it's, because it's, whoever checks their spare. It's designed to keep things interest, uh, yeah. interesting, drive you crazy a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Too much detail. Okay. Well, Patty, yeah. well, did we, did we, we answer turn the light off? It yeah. Well, the, the first thing I would do, check, check the spare tire and make sure it's full because if your spare tire is low, that'll turn that light on. Once, that, once all five tires are at full pressure, that light should automatically turn off. And if it doesn't? If it doesn't, you need to go to the Honda dealer and have them check it. But I would say 99 <laughs> times out of 100, it's going to be the spare tire on your car. And once you put air in it and you start the car up, about five minutes after you start the car, that light should be off. Patty, do you have so, a spare tire in your car? Yes, we do. Good. Okay, because a lot of cars don't anymore. Yeah, right. yeah, some of them don't have them, Patty. Uh, but uh, g- great advice, you know, unless you're going to, uh, well, Daytona 500 or something, you don't need any nitrogen. Everybody's selling nitrogen. I don't know why, but uh, I want to thank you for calling, being part of the show, helping me build a platform for the ladies here. And uh, as I said earlier, stay on the line. And give us your information. I'll get that check out to you. All right. Thank you very much for your help. Okay. And give us a call again. Thanks. I think we've got some text. 877-960-9960. Or you can text us at 772-497-6530. Dawn's been holding from Hope Sound, and she is a first-time caller. Wow. So we are going to take her call, and then we're going to get to Stu because the texts are kind of piling up over there. Good morning, Dawn. Good morning. How are you? We're great. Thank you for giving us a call. You just won yourself $50. Well, thank you. No, you're welcome. And when we're finished with our conversation, if you'll stay on the line and uh, uh, give uh, the gentleman in the control room your information, I'll get that check out to you. Okay, thank you. Uh huh. What can we do for you this morning? I um, have just recently, um, a friend of mine purchased a vehicle for me there at Earl Stewart in uh, Lake Park, and um, it's my first Toyota, Uh and I had uh, the most wonderful experience on purchasing the vehicle. Um, A nice gentleman that I've known for a few years from another friend that I used to take there to have his car, his Toyota serviced, that I worked for, Lionel the salesperson, uh-huh. um, I've known him for years and I went there and he was, he was still there and we had just went there on a whim. I wasn't expecting to find a car, get a car. I found a wonderful car with very low mileage on it and I just love it. I've had it a week now and this is my first newer car 
It has very low miles. It's my first Toyota, and I'm just loving it. <laughs> well, that's, <laughs> that's great. Nice. That's great. I really appreciate and that. And I just wanted to say how I really appreciated the entire process um, that I went through. It was very easy. It was um, very nonchalant. It was very friendly. It was very comfortable. Um, and it was so easy that I... I couldn't believe it. <laughs> well, I'll be that's sure to tell. I'll be sure to tell Leonel that you call. That'll really make him happy. He might be listening now, and he might be listening now. Yeah. And I just want I want to tell the rest of the audience that the fifty dollars that we are paying you now was because you're a first time female caller. <laughs> it wasn't we're not for the paying, endorsement. <laughs> we're not paying you fifty dollars because you called up and complimented my dealership or Leonel. So that's full no, point. no. This is my first time <laughs> calling. I didn't even know about the show until a friend of mine told me about it, oh. um, which is why he had taken me there in the first place yes. to help me get a car yeah. Yeah. and he did what? and out of the kindness out of his heart and um don't come across too many people like that and same thing with lionel uh like i said i've known him for years <laughs> wonderful wonderful salesperson yeah. um first car that he brought me out uh, it was it <laughs> you know don uh, uh, what a, what a nice conversation that we're all having here right now and i picked up on a few things that you just said number one you were really surprised that uh that he was still at the dealership not much of a turnover you know whenever you're selling cars the right way and the other is that while this can really be a great experience and sometimes it's a disaster so i can feel the excitement through the airways how <laughs> happy that you are and what a great experience that kind of advertisement goes a long way for women because we don't want to be taken advantage of and it still happens today and not all it, of it, the that's very true yeah that the, is very true the auto industry has a lot of improvements to make and i think one of them for as i said earlier that uh you, you know you can you there it's a win-win situation i mean let's just cash in on this sales opportunity because there's women everywhere purchasing vehicles leasing vehicles and most of the service uh drive is filled with women who are getting their cars serviced so thank you so much for the great experience that you shared I, with us i can only say thank you guys because i never thought that i would have such a great experience and that it would be so easy um, not taken advantage of in any way, shape, or form. Um, was able to work out, you know, everything to my favor with no problems. And um, I, I could have, I felt like I could have went there alone and probably, and I'm most, I'm sure that I'd gotten the same deal. Yeah. I'm glad that I brought someone with me only because I don't know a whole lot about cars, you know, and yeah. especially a new car, getting a new car, what to look for and whatnot. Um, and like I said, I feel like I could have went there by myself and I would have gotten the same deal, definitely. And I'm just ecstatic about my car. I love it. I, my, like I said, my first Toyota, it's so easy to drive. It's so smooth and everything was serviced and, and, and neat and clean and beautiful. And I just love it. <laughs> Perfection had been achieved. And uh, what a priceless feeling. Is it, doesn't it feel good? I mean, what a priceless... It feels great. Yeah, what a it priceless feeling. And I also picked up on what you said. I could have gone alone. You know what? Mm -hmm. Whenever ladies call me and they tell me that they have had a great experience, I call it the wow feeling. Thank you so much for your yep. conversation, Don. 
Stay You're on welcome. the line. I just, like I said, I wanted to thank you, and I hope you guys have a happy holiday um, as much as you've made me happy. I'm so happy. So much happiness. <laughs> oh, we're feeling happy, happy, happy. Thanks, Dawn. I can't, I can't help it. I tell everybody because I just I can't believe it. Yeah, great advertisement. Thank you so much. Thank you for helping us build You're a platform here for the ladies. I hope to hear from You're you again. You're welcome. Thank you for this show also. This is a, this is a nice platform to get out um, people's comments and, and especially, you know, on how, you know, all this goodness that is there that, you know, for us women to be able to go out there and find a deal and not be felt like we're going to be taking advantage of because you're just a woman. You know what I mean? No, we are just a woman. Yeah. Yeah. We're people too. We're, yeah, we're just human beings that want to be treated well, the right way. The same. Yeah. So anyway, thanks again, Dawn. You have a great day and a happy holiday. Happy holidays to you too. Stay in touch with us. Nice conversation. 877 960 9960. Or you can text us 772 497 6530. We're going to go over to Stu, who has a lot of texts to share with us. Yeah, a little, little catch up to do. But real quick, I did uh, look up the, the battery range on the VWs, and they say that they're going to beat the Tesla Model 3 and Model X with a range of 250 up to 375 miles on a charge. Hmm. That sounds pretty good. Yeah, that sounds pretty good, but it doesn't sound as good as I thought it was going to be. Uh, I thought the Tesla had a 350-mile range battery. Well, this 375 uh, would beat that Yeah, by a little bit. <laughs> yeah. All right, so we have a few questions to catch up with. The first one is from Anne-Marie, and she texts us almost every week, and she wants to know, uh, what's the difference between the windshield wiper blades, besides price, that the dealer sells and the windshield wiper blades found in Costco. And I'm looking at you, Rick. The difference in price? No, uh, besides price. Besides price. Yes. Um, if you don't know the answer, just say, I don't know. I, w- I, 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 I can make yeah. a guess, but truthfully, yeah. I, don't, I don't know Here, the specifics. I'll, I'll, I can guess just like I you would can. guess at quality, but I, would yeah. s- I, I uh, honestly Costco, have to say I don't know. Co- Costco has a very, very... Uh, diligent uh, product program when they choose anything they sell in their stores, and they will not sell a bad quality. Right. My guess well, that's is true too. My guess is that the Costco windshield wipers are as good, maybe better, but certainly as good as the factory right. versions. But the so, problem is, you can only buy them in a package of seven hundred at a time. Ah, that's true. That's ah. Fifty-five <laughs> gallon drum full, of and only at a fifteen percent <laughs> markup. But I, I never really, more. I, if it was any other, we we as. Uh, car dealers in full transparency i am a car dealer and uh most car dealers are brainwashed i am that it's always better to use the original equipment manufacturer parts part of that brainwashing comes from the manufacturer because they make a huge amount of money selling parts mm-hmm. and from the car dealers and we make a huge amount of money selling parts so if we think you're going to an aftermarket location like costco and buying windshield wipers it makes us car dealers very nervous. Uh, we just had a caller earlier that talked about an air filter that was a wiper blade buying guide. On Consumer Reports. There you oh, go. Oh, nice. Let's not forget our advice. That's yep. fantastic. So he was talking about an air filter that he claims is better in terms of uh, performance and possibly even mileage than the factory. We're going to road test that, and we're going to check it out. But there are aftermarket products out there, let's be realistic, that are as good or better than OEM. 
Uh, but you're never going to find a car dealer that'll tell you that, except this one, and I'll tell you that because I'm more of a consumer advocate than I am a car dealer. You have to be, if you want to be safe, you stick with the original equipment manufacturer parts because, as a, as a rule, 99% of original equipment parts are pretty good. Uh, every now and then you get a lemon, you get a problem, but most of the time it's safe. Rick has uh, got a comment. I will be completely honest here, completely transparent. The last two sets of wiper blades that I have bought for my Tacoma pickup were from Walmart. Wow. Now there's a I happen to be in Walmart. They were very inexpensive. And to me, wiper blades, I, would, I, I replaced my wiper blades after no more than six to nine months. Less than I will never use wiper blades more than a year, mm-hmm. simply because I love. I want my windshield crystal clean at every moment. I want to be able to see properly for safety's mm-hmm. sake. I agree. And I look at that expense as being a very minor cost yep. Yep. compared to being able to see through my windshield clean at all times. So and the, if he worked so for somebody quality. else besides me and said that on live radio, he'd get fired because he works yep. for a car dealer. But maybe but we're not car dealers here. We're only in this studio. R- we Rick's are consumer advocates. And Stu has looked this up on Consumer <laughs> Reports. Can great. you pull up the uh, best windshield wipers? Decent? Not great, okay. but decent. Uh, on the article I saw, it didn't list the best ones, but it had some really good advice. Okay. And the advice uh, along the lines of what Rick said, replace them every six months to get the best performance. And they also said, before somebody tells you, tells you that you have to replace the blades, Get a clean rag with some wiper fluid and wipe off the blades. And they said you'll get a few yep. more months uh, life out of them before you have to replace them. Yep. And Love they it. said, really, you can you don't have to spend a lot of money on quality blades um, as long as you're replacing them because they will wear out. So uh, yeah. there you go. Go to Walmart. Go to Costco. Sure. I think you could do Anne that. Marie, and, I think and, we uh, answered your questions. And, and those wiper the, blades are really very, too. very important along with that uh, windshield uh, uh, wiper fluid. I know. Hey. I I, t- I maintain them myself. Uh, hey, uh, Kathy, uh, give us a call back. Uh, you were you were on hold, and you know you may have had something else to take care of. But we'll be here till ten o'clock. So if you get a chance, give us a call back at eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty, or you can text us at seven seven two four nine seven six five three zero. Now back to Stu. That's right. We have uh, some more text. Uh, this. No, there's no name on this one, but it says, I recently bought a brand new F-150 pickup. A week after I took it home, the differential went out. Oh. The oh dealer's being very helpful and told me that warranty will cover replacing it 100%. Is that okay? Will the truck be the same, or should I try to get them to get a new truck for me? They assured me the truck would be just as good as new. Well, the truck, the truck will be just as good as new, but I don't blame you for feeling bad about it. And uh, it is a... Uh, worrisome thing when something like it happens. Brand new yep. Ford F-150 uh, and your differential quality problem. Somebody dropped the ball when they built that differential. and uh, But they'll put a new one in and you probably uh, 99.99% won't have another problem. I, I totally agree with that. And I'm I'm actually surprised because Ford trucks, I got to say, their their quality is high. It's way up there. Mm-hmm. So for that to happen is a very rare occasion, but they're simply mm-hmm. going to remove all that assembly, basically. They'll replace it with a new one. And bear in mind, most most of these vehicles are now all built modular anyways. Mm-hmm. That was assembled at a factory that all they do is build those rear-end differentials. They ship it to Ford at the assembly plant, and it's installed. So yeah. somewhere along the line, the ball got dropped, 
and they're going to take care of it and fix it yeah. for you. But, you know, give it a little time, but I think you're going to be just fine. You should be completely comfortable with the yeah. vehicle. I, I, don't, I, I will say this. Problem. I will say this, uh, putting myself in the customer's shoes. It's like having a car wrecked. This uh, differential replacement will be a part of the record yes. uh, for yep. that vehicle. Now, if you have a fastidious used car buyer when you trade that truck in, and he goes to Carfax and he looks at the Carfax report, he will see that this new Ford F-150 has its differential replaced a week after you bought it. Hmm. Uh, if there's two Ford F-150s on that used car lot, which and is. one has never had the differential replaced, and the other one is, which one would you buy? I'd buy the one where the differential had never been replaced. So there's an argument to be made that the value of that F-150 is diminished by that repair. Good point. The car dealer will never agree with you on that. Mm. And you would have to make an awful strong argument wow. because they are not obligated to give you another car. Um, you can try and go to the manufacturer, explain your reasoning. But if you're going to keep that truck for a long time, I wouldn't worry about it. Yeah, And I'm glad Rick said that about the, the modular um, parts, the way they do it. Because I can imagine what you're thinking. You're picturing your brand new truck and pieces on the shop floor with grease around it. And it, yeah. it, it gives you, it kind of takes away the joy of a brand new car. Yep. And so I get it. It's a um, it's an emotional thing, but it's completely valid. So, all right. Uh, next text comes from uh, Joe in Boynton, and it's a question for Rick. He says, "What is the most reliable car manufacturer with CVT transmission?" Toyota. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm prejudiced there. I am completely prejudiced. The Toyota Corolla and all of our hybrids have a CVT transmission, and for those that aren't aware. This is what's known as a continuously variable transmission. Um, what that means is we've all heard about the different speeds in a transmission. If you compare it to like a, to a stick shift where you're shifting gears for first, second, third, fourth, fifth, however many, modern automatic transmissions can have as many as eight or 10 speeds or gears in an automatic transmission, but a continuously variable transmission has a set of large pulleys inside with a steel belt, and it actually has an infinite number of gear ratios that it can go through by by its design. So you're never actually going to feel it shift gears. When you step on the gas, it would be kind of like, uh, like in a golf cart or, or a Tesla, where the vehicle simply accelerates smoothly and continuously with none of that boom, 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 as it shifts gears. Yeah, I think he probably... Knows what the CVT is. And that's the reason. He well, I, I want to make sure yeah. our other listeners understood yeah. that too. Yeah, I here's what I think. I had a, a caller. I had an email or something a few days ago, and he asked me, uh, would I recommend that he buy a car with a CVT transmission or a regular transmission? And I said that the CVT is the state of the art, and um, I said that, but they're just like regular transmissions, there are manufacturers that make good CVTs. Yep. And that was this question, which makes the best. So when you're buying a car, don't buy it because it has a CVT transmission. Mm -hmm. Buy it because Consumer Reports says it's a better vehicle. And if you have a Consumer Report recommendation on a manufacturer's vehicle that has a conventional transmission, over the one with a CVT, you buy the one with a conventional. That would be a much better choice. So it's all, yep. all, all what sooner or later, 
all cars, you know, probably sooner, all cars will have CVT transmission. So it's, uh, it's a matter of con I, consumer reports. You can't read it often enough. That's right. Ladies and gentlemen, if you didn't jot that number down, you can give us a call at 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. Now we're going to go back to Stu with some texts he's received. All right. We have uh, a text from an anonymous caller. I think you've spoken to him before. He says, um, straight eight was my first car, a 53 Buick, three on the tree. Earl said straight six, eight, a uh, little brain fart. By the way, the red phone works. Earl picked it up, and he returns his calls. He called me back in Oakland. Thanks. <laughs> so, now what? Thank you. I said I think I think I said straight six, and then I corrected myself. It was a straight eight. Mm. Yeah, I'm just reading it. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's what it was. It was it was actually uh, uh, I had a friend that had a straight six, and it was his first car, yeah. and I had a straight eight. Interestingly enough, as I digress and go of my flashback, uh, his six was faster than my eight, and I couldn't mm. understand that. We both had stick shifts, and I don't know why his six-cylinder was faster. Weight? Could be, yeah. The weight of the vehicle, it could even have, d maybe his reaction time was a little better, too. Exactly. You know, catching that green light. Yep, and uh, we're kind of caught up, uh, but John Neal did make a, a, a nice comment. I think it's worth reading. He says I think he, it is worth reading. I find John <laughs> says, I find it amazing that Earl can broadcast live from the water's edge of the Atlantic Ocean seven days a week with very little technical problems, but you have so many problems for a highly sophisticated radio <laughs> station. And John, yeah, you speak the truth. Sir. You couldn't <laughs> have said it better. We're going we to get better. this fixed, though. It's not our fault. It's Comcast's fault. Well, Comcast's yeah, I mean, I, I will say this because it is frustrating uh we have contact i say we uh the management of the and the ownership of this uh, radio station true oldies has talked to comcast comcast told us they were boosting the bandwidth and uh they didn't and uh, we have uh we're struggling now to with an upload of five megabytes yeah. of bandwidth which is nothing well the, the the download they fixed that's blazing fast yeah, yeah. No, that's not helping yeah. us yeah so we're getting too technical here but we can't understand why between the owners of this radio station and comcast in direct communication they can't get the oh, bandwidth yeah. we, we could watch somebody else's live facebook video perfectly we just can't yeah. broadcast ours yeah so we're on facebook <laughs> alone so you folks out there on youtube and periscope and what else we're trying to we're uh, trying to do it all john oh, says yep. suggest using you know, your iphone for the <laughs> <laughs> the radio show. Yep. So. Doug, does, uh, does, uh, so does Ollie have any uh, advice for us? If you are on <laughs> Facebook, uh, if you have Facebook, if you have a smartphone, you can go to uh, uh, facebook.com forward slash Earl and Cars. Yeah. Facebook.com forward slash Earl and Cars. It's working. It's just it's a little spotty. It could well, be we have to lower the resolution, and yeah. then it varies up and down. Sometimes we lose the audio, yeah. uh, and it just makes no sense. Yeah, so, folks, if you just want to hear the show and you're having any issues with this, uh, the Facebook video, uh, go to streamearloncars.com. And that takes you to the radio station's website, and you can hear the live audio feed um, right on your computer or your great phone. Great idea. Great, great advice. Yeah. And also, if you have an app like TuneIn Radio, um, uh, where you can like um, find radio stations, just yeah. you can find 95.9 FM. Is that where? Yeah, 95.9 yep. <laughs> FM. I heart. 95.9 yeah. or 106.9 FM. Uh, Michelle has a text, and she Michelle says that she has a 2013 RAV4, and her navigation screen is impossible to see in the direct sunlight. What can she do for that? 
Unfortunately, there's only one real answer that I know of. Tenth of and I don't I don't know where to find this. I'm gonna have to search for these to get a, a proper company. There is a company that makes a shield. It's basically just a shade that uh hooks with Velcro onto the frame of the radio and it extends out a couple inches to put a shade Rod over from the top Lake of Park, that screen. We know you're holding, so hang on. We'll be right with you. Go ahead, Britt. Yeah, that, it's it's that's unfortunately that's the best answer we really have. Toyota kind of dropped an, the ball. I've, I've got a suggestion. So uh, if you're wearing Polaroid sunglasses, that can hurt your yeah. reading of any sort oh, of absolutely. screen. Oh, absolutely. So I uh, there be I, some distortion there. Yeah. In fact, I asked my ophthalmologist the other day. I said, "Is there s such a thing as?" Uh, uh, sunglasses without the Polaroid, mm -hmm. and he says yes, yeah. but you shouldn't wear them because you need it to protect your eyes. And uh, I sometimes, to be honest with you, I will have to take my sunglasses off to be yeah. able to read my instruments or see how much yep. gas you put in your car. Yep. Yeah, exactly. I, I wonder how many people, because I've heard that a lot, I wonder how many people have to do just that. I know I'm one of them. Yeah. So uh, AutoZone, pick up a shield. Or look on Amazon.com. Okay. Because so Amazon's a great site. Yeah, you can. And it is definitely a great site. I would be site. willing to bet you could find one on there without okay. a problem. Okay, Michelle, uh, stay in touch with us. Let us know whether you find that shield on Amazon.com. Give us a call toll-free at 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. We're going to go to Rod, who's giving us a call back from Lake Park. Hey, Rod. Yes, good morning. Uh some time ago, y'all were talking about uh, dash problems on vehicles. Right. And um, just want to give a heads up that um, uh, many times you can get on get on it through internet um, a plastic plastic molded molded piece that just fits right over the dash. Mm -hmm. Quick, easy peasy. You can get them in different colors, all that stuff. That carpet stuff, I think it's bunk. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So. Yeah. I think that's right. Where, where do you buy that, uh, Rod? Uh, Walmart or? Oh, just Google it. Just Google it on 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 internet. Get it get it straight from the source, or J C Whitney or whatever. But uh, usually, I just I just go straight uh, straight to them. I get them for a lot of customer friends. So. So it's something that's custom. If you're driving a, a 2018 Honda Civic, well, you wouldn't have a crack dash on that maybe, but an older one, you can get one that's molded directly for that particular dash on that make and model. Even 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 your old 51 Pontiac, you could got them for. Wow, that's cool. Huh. Great information, Ron. They make them for much. they make them for anything. It's uh, roughly. Roughly eighth of an inch thick, uh -huh. and it just goes right over it. You can either use the glue, or or I just I just lay it over it, and then if I got to clean it, then mm -hmm. uh, then you know it's sort of a sort of sunglasses before you die. Yeah, some of these dashes are actually dangerous, Rod, because not only are they cracked and ugly, but they also have melted and they reflect the sunlight. And we, I've had customers with this problem that call me up and say, I get blinded when the sun reflects off my melted dashboard into my eyes. So that's very good information. Rick has got a comment. Yeah, I, I just looked it up online. Is it, are you talking about a company called Dashtop? Well, there's there's so much there's so many there's so much competition so so any of them yeah yeah I'm I'm finding I used to get them I used to get them out of uh, out of North Carolina a place that I got a lot of auto parts from for rebuilding engines, and they had the side of it but uh, I found out later through through the net I could get them straight and direct get them cheaper. 
Rod, what line of work? You, what, what do you do? What's your What's your profession? You sound like you're a car guy. Are you? Uh, do you own your own company, or are you, you? You just do work for friends. For For fifty six years, I've been working on cars. Wow, you got so, a lot of knowledge. Uh, so I'm I'm retired now, or semi retired. You know, every once in a while, I've got friends that need help, and basically, I sit in a chair and tell them what to do. <laughs> Great. Well, you you tell you 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 sit in the chair and you tell our listeners what to do because you've given us two calls today, and they've both been very interesting and very valuable. And I thank you so much. I hope you can continue to listen and and call in every week. Well, we're gonna we're gonna get together, you and I, uh, you and I, or somebody about me becoming uh, one of the crash test dummies for the uh, for the vehicles. By the way, if I showed up if I showed up in a crash test outfit, you think that'd be a little over the top? Hey, we could. Can we, if we did a YouTube on that, we'd probably go viral. <laughs> yeah, this is such a good idea. Yeah, this right. I'll tell you done. what. That's yeah. a great idea. You not only know your stuff, but you got a great sense of humor. <laughs> well, I think I got. I think I got everybody in the, in the place. They're laughing on that one. Yeah, good show. They can't take our sense of humor. They can't tax it. Anything. Exactly. We won't let them. God bless you. Thank you, Rod. For sure, Rod. Bye for now. Thanks. Thanks for being part of the show. <laughs> what a great sense of humor. Okay, I think Ollie's calling from Boca. I'm not sure. <laughs> hey, Doug, are you there? <laughs> Doug? Hey, how are you? Good, how you doing? I'm doing good. I wanted to know if, if Toyota is thinking of bringing back any of the, like a Celica or a Supra or um in, in the future, or if that's probably not something oh, that they, they would do. <laughs> they, they are, and uh, the the new Supra is coming out in the spring. And I was told uh, a couple of years ago it would be the summer of 2019. It's actually, I think, March. Uh, Toyota dealers will get the uh, the remodeled all-new Supra. So it's uh, it's pretty exciting because I don't think they've made it since 1998. Wow. It's been 20 nice. years. Over 20. 97? I think it was 97, 96 or 97 was the last Supra. I'm pretty close. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my, friend got, my friend's got one. It's amazing. But um, I guess the new ones are going to be quite um, price prohibitive. <laughs> are you thinking of getting one for Ollie? <laughs> exactly. There you go. <laughs> hey, would, hey Doug, I was... Um, that would be the cat's meow. I, yeah, it would be. I, I, was <laughs> trying to, I was trying to post a picture. You asked if, you had a, if we had a, a vehicle for Ollie, and we do. We have a... Uh, well, actually, no, we, 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 get, we donated that, but we had a small electric uh, uh, Toyota Tundra that I think was the perfect size uh, for a cat. Yeah, for people who don't know, Ollie is a kitty cat. Oh, right. Ollie is Ollie's part of the family. Uh, of Doug's family, and uh, he also loves to watch television. He ha he watches the sunrise that I live Facebook video on on Doug's uh, Mac, and he sits there and watches it. And Doug sent me a video one time of Ollie. Now here's a kitty cat sitting there watching a sunrise and enjoying every minute of it. So it's a very unusual kitty cat. It's a soulful cat. Yes. Yeah, you know what he said too. He said he'd rather live with you guys because every morning he could go out to the ocean and ah. <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> very, very he smart. Found out about the big dogs and he said, never mind. That's <laughs> him. He found out about the big dogs and he said, never oh. mind. <laughs> well, thanks very much. Uh, I, uh, I'm, everybody's looking forward to that new Super Celica. Uh, it's just uh, that vehicle was missed so much that finally, by popular demand, Toyota says we got to build it, and it's going to be a doozy. I've seen, you know, the pictures of it, and I, I bet they have an all-electric model before long. I hope so. Yep. <laughs> you know, I'll be getting that one. Yeah. Hey, Ollie, Ollie said he wants to come into the dealership and try out that car. Is that possible? Absolutely. We, have to, we have to photostat his driver's license first. That's true. He might be a little bit nervous. There are a lot of dogs in the dealership. I just yeah, we do give him a, a heads up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I told him two paws on the wheel at all times. Exactly. Like a, Ten and two. Doug, thanks for being part of the show. We yes, really appreciate thanks. you and your wife and Ollie. Give us a call okay, again. Thanks. Okay, bye-bye. Right, thanks, bye-bye. Doug. We're going to go to Howard, who's been holding from Jupiter. He is a regular caller. Good morning, Howard. Good, uh, good morning. Good thanks morning. Thanks for taking my call. Oh, you're welcome. Nice, nice talking to you guys. Good yeah. morning. I like the cool weather. Oh, love it. Okay, so here's my question. Uh, I picked up a little screw in my tire, and it wasn't the side, it was in the middle. And uh, I have a kit that I, you know, I, in the old days, plug it. And I could have done it myself, but um, for some reason, um, I didn't think that was a good idea. So I, I had to be right near a place called Tires. So I pulled it in, and I still was not losing air. It, it, it seems was the sealing it, uh, and they uh, they said they don't plug anymore. Florida that doesn't allow you to plug a tire; it has to fix from the inside. Is that true, by the way? Well, it's uh, Howard. It's, it's we consider it, and I think a lot of people consider plugging uh, insufficient. Uh, I talk to people that do use plugs and they don't have problems. Is it screw in the sidewall or the tread? In the middle, in the sidewall, right in the office. So what happened is that the uh, Tires Plus uh, pulled it out, and, of course, uh, 50-50, they uh, started leaking. So they uh, broke the tire down, and they, they uh, fixed it from the inside. They put some kind of patch. Yes. They used heat, I believe. And uh, they said to me that they're not allowed to plug a tire anymore, which I, I don't know if that's true or not. Uh, well, it's a, it's a company policy. Uh, there's no law against plugging tires. There's no state or federal law. But there's some people that consider the plugs. Uh, I, I think they got to be. I'm talking, and I'm not the expert. Rick is. Plugging a tire is less safe than a patch. <coughs> yes, because when, when you're plugging a tire, you're, the first thing they have to do is they have to actually ream the hole and you're taking a chance on damaging the steel belts in the tire. I mean, they've already had some abuse from whatever object has gone through it mm-hmm. versus an internal patch where we take the tire off the rim, we buff the inside and use a, a vulcanizing glue and then put a patch on the inside versus a plug that you're attempting to push down through that yeah. hole. And it just, I... But the patch is a lot more expensive yeah. than the plug. And people sometimes have to make economic decisions. And when you're talking about safety uh, accessories like your brakes and your tires, you have to think real hard. But when you consider the cost of a patch versus a plug, I've talked to people, 
They just said they've been plugging their tires for the past 50 years and never had a problem. But yep. you heard what Rick said. I think a lot of it, from what you're telling me, explaining to me, is that it's in the operation. If you have someone that's careful when they do a plug and understand the hazard of doing more damage to the tire than was done by the screw that you pulled out, then you got a less likely uh, of a problem if you don't understand that. It can be safely okay, but done, got, yeah. but just someone's got to be trained properly to do it is all. Okay, Rick, uh, I'm trying to figure this out. If you plug it from the inside, uh, I figure the tire would not have to be rebalanced. But if you, uh, uh, I'm sorry, if you patch it from the inside, I, I don't think there'd be a problem rebalancing the tire. But uh, I once had a bit of plug. And the tire was not balanced. It had to be rebalanced. What do you think of that? Well, you broke up a little bit, but I think what you're asking is, do you have to rebalance the tire after you patch it? And technically, it should be rebalanced because you've taken the tire off the rim and put it back on. But there's a, a mechanics trick to that. We take a piece of chalk and we make a mark where the valve stem is on the tire so that we put the tire back in the exact same spot and therefore, it does not require rebalancing. Great. Huh? That's great. But uh, that's, they, they might sell you one anyway. Well, a lot of places will sell it, but it's it doesn't need a rebalance. Yeah. So it's a valuable piece of information, yeah. yeah. And truth be told, if you go to like a tire kingdom and some of the bigger tire stores, they'll patch your tire for free. I didn't they know will that. repair your tire for free. Now, why would For they a safety do that? factor. Why would they do that? I do I'm not sure what their corporate decision was. Maybe they simply want to have someone say, hey, I like this place because they took care of my tire for free. And when I need so, new tires, so I'm going to go there so by if them. I pull in the tire kingdom and I say, I got a flat tire here. I want you to patch that tire for me. Uh, they would do it. Some of them will do it for free. Some of them. Some of them, yes. Okay. I know I know because I, I actually, I, I stopped at a place in Jacksonville. I had a flat tire on my truck. Yeah. I had to change it out for the spare, uh-huh. and so I stopped at a tire place there. Tire and kingdom. The, I, I don't even remember the name of it. I, I, you know, I'm traveling on the road, and they patched my tire for free. So there's one tire store you don't remember the name in yeah. Jacksonville yep. that patched your tire for free. But there there are I, some places yeah. that will repair tires for free. There is one we know for sure the one in yeah. Jacksonville. And on on the other hand of it. Maybe they're hoping the idea that when you do need tires, you'll come back to them. Yeah. That's a good point. That's now, a that's point. that's a way yeah. to build some goodwill. Okay. Howard, uh, Pay I it forward. hope we didn't confuse you, but I think uh, I think we uh, covered that for you. Yeah, I think uh, you did. Thank you very much for the information. I okay, Howard. Have a good weekend. Thank you. Thank Tell Cy si we said hello. Talk. Oh. Talk with you soon. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, remember, we do have that mystery shopping report coming up in a little while, and it's Hendrick Honda from Pompano Beach. And remember, you too can rate this mystery shopping report by texting us at 772-497-6530. And uh, don't forget, uh, you can also help us out by giving us some advice, uh, your opinion, all kind of things at your anonymous feedback dot com. That's your anonymous feedback dot com. Now back to Stu. Okay, we have a couple of texts that came in. Um, first one is from Ann in Durham. We have a long distance caller. Cool. Uh, texter. 
Uh, my 2015 Chevy Volt has chrome accents on the dash and reflects the sun, causing a terrible glare. It's unsafe, and the Chevy dealer says there is nothing that can be done. Any suggestions? Well, I think there's got to be a way to dull that uh, chrome. I mean, uh, Sharpie. Uh, yeah, I, I'm guessing. <laughs> uh, you, anything pop in your mind, right? The funny one. Believe it or not, my recommendation would actually be like a, a uh, flat type of nail polish because it would actually stick better than the than the Sharpie would. But, yeah, that's that's actually become a common issue. As a matter of fact, on some of our Camrys, the design had chrome accents on the dash that were re reflecting sunlight here in South Florida so severely that they have changed the design on some. So, yeah, and, that's... And then what I would do is I would... Uh, it depends on how um, proactive you want to be. I would certainly email the dealer and I would make the, the point that this is a safety hazard. And I would also contact the manufacturer. You could do that on the 800 number, uh, make a record of it. If you could confirm by an email, that would be good too. If you really want to get proactive, you could take a picture of your dash and you could contact the National Highway Traffic Safety Association. Um, that's how they get their information on recalls from the that's rank and file, place. the car drivers of the world. This. Uh, crack dash problem that I alluded to earlier where the uh, dashes were melting and when they melted and then they dried they become like uh, glass reflecting light and became a, a danger. Uh, locally in Palm Beach County WPTV Channel 5 jumped onto this and they went around and they, they made the issue on at their consumer division the Channel 5 WPTV that this was a safety hazard. The manufacturers actually in little old Palm Beach County got the national attention of Honda and Toyota and some of the other manufacturers and initiated the recall of these dashes to replace them. So when you get the attention of the public on the safety issue, which is not easy to do, you've been listening to us about Takata airbags for two and a half years, we can't do it on Takata airbags, but uh, and if you want to do the email, you might even want to call your local consumer uh, recorders and uh, tell the dealer. But once you say safety, you wave the safety flag, you're a lot more likely to get action than any other way. You're going to get some attention, that's for sure. All right, we have one more text here, and it says, Good job, guys. You're doing the one thing that retailers never do. You're educate, educating the consumer. The best friend of an honest salesman is an educated consumer. When you're a salesman and you're trying to explain to your customer how things are the right way, they're not educated. They doubt 50% of what you tell them. An educated consumer is the best friend of an honest salesman. The worst nightmare of a dishonest salesman is an educated consumer. And you can't pull the wool over the eyes of an educated consumer. A, dis a dishonest salesman has nowhere to hide when an educated consumer calls them out. And on the subject, uh, everyone has a story of car buying. Do not. And I repeat, do not buy cars from Toyota of Hollywood. <laughs> and then he mentions the good. Harvey S. at Plantation Ford used cars. The guy's a gem. He is honest. So thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, how many of you old-timers out there in the audience remember Sims clothing, Sims Men's Clothing? Yeah. I remember that. S-Y-M-S out of New York. And his motto was, for many years, was our best customer is the educated consumer. Yeah. Yep. I want to steal that, as a matter of fact, but I didn't do it. Amazing. It's not too late. Just a quick side <laughs> note here. Goodyear Auto Services, which so any Goodyear tire store, 
If we can repair the flat within RMA guidelines, we'll do it for free. That's Goodyear. That's right on the web here. Discount Tire. Don't let a flat tire slow you down. Discount Tire provides free flat tire repairs regardless of where your tires were purchased. And the Tire Choice will do your flat uh, free flat tire repairs at the Tire Choice. So that's three places, I got local one areas. I got another one. Check Tire Kingdom. I got one. This is Cable, who's watching us live on Facebook. He's, he's uh, enduring live, our live Facebook video. Uh, he says, Tire Kingdom on Route 1 in Juneau Beach recently did a wonderful job helping me with a tire issue and did not charge, not one penny. Very appreciative. Thanks, Cable. Wow. Wow. That was the same exact place that I was. I stopped at, and they helped me. It was unconditional, and that was whenever we lived in Juneau Beach, right there on US 1. Why, why don't you just come by the dealership? Too far away. <laughs> All right. Okay, we're well, caught that, up. Uh, yeah, that adds credibility. So, not only is there a <laughs> store in Jacksonville that Rick can't remember, but we also have. Added well, I'm, I'm getting up there in age. <laughs> Goodyear and Discount Tires, and uh, the other one was the Tire Kingdom, Tire right Kingdom, in Juno. that actually yeah. will fix a flat free. Yeah, great yeah. place in uh, Juno Beach. Right and it, and it like. does say Tire on Kingdom. Tire Kingdom's website. Normally, they're charged for patching an internal patch. With tire pressure maintenance systems, the tire monitor system, is twenty dollars. This is special then. So they, yeah, they probably you know in a lot of cases, I bet the manager will make the call of just take care of it for now, free. Now there's something else that uh, you read, and there was something within, and there were three letters the guidelines. RMS guidelines. And I'm what gonna, is I'm that? looking that up yeah. right now. Be interesting to see if there is such a guideline, and that way we can answer these questions better. It'd be kind of like a, a federal or a, maybe a state. We'll find out and let you know later. Uh, how are we doing on the text? Are we caught up? We're all caught up. And uh, we have no callers there. Uh, Remember, ladies and gentlemen, you too can rate our mystery shopping report. All you have to do is text us at 772-497-6530. If you'd like to speak to us, we still have time. 877 697 I, what am I talking about? Um, 877-960-9960. Oh, and by the way, Stu, I sold a car that day. Did you? Mm-hmm. Awesome. Okay. In Juneau Beach. To the guy <coughs> working Mystery at Mystery Shopping Kingdom. Report <laughs> of Hendrick Honda <laughs> in Pompano Beach. Hendrick's Honda in Pompano Beach. Uh, how many of you know who Rick Hendrick is? He's, he's uh, what you do? Uh, Rick Hendrick is... Uh, uh, interesting character, and he goes back. He, he and I are kind of like contemporaries. Mm-hmm. He started in the car business a little later than I did, yeah. but uh, about. And he's from Charlotte, North Carolina. Yes, he's from North Carolina. Yeah, yeah. and uh, he was a farmer. I mean, he was uh, just a good old boy. And then he started out selling cars, and he's built a car empire, two hundred and some odd mm-hmm. car dealerships, and he's big in racing. You know, NASCAR, North Carolina. Uh, and he has a racing team. Interesting. And uh, doesn't have that many dealerships in South Florida. So we shopped him in Pompano Beach. Hendrick yeah. Honda in Pompano Beach. Uh, yeah, he was one of the youngest, I think, car dealers ever. I mean, yeah. he's a little bit younger than you, but back in the yeah. early 70s, he was 23 years old. Yeah, 23. he was uh, not to go you know, into too much history, auto history, but he was <coughs> caught up in the 
big scandals of the manufacturers selling franchises, and he uh, he was actually deposed. I don't think he ever got in trouble, although he may have, but uh, uh, he was buying Honda franchises from Honda, and they put they put some Honda manufacturer folks in the slammer, hmm. and uh, that back in those days, they didn't award a point. You had to bribe somebody to get a Toyota franchise or Honda franchise. Mm-hmm. Ah, but I digress. Uh-huh. And let me get into the mystery shopping report. This is our 22nd week in a row that we've gone after uh, the Takata issue, That's the cool. mystery shop, to find out if folks are going to be selling cars with dangerous uh, hand grenades. Yeah. We've done a lot more in 22 shops, but 22 yeah. consecutive in a row. shops. Yeah. In a row, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've been shopping them for two and a half years, probably well over 100. Uh, only one dealership in the past 22 that we've shopped in a row, only one dealership passed the test, the, the Takata test, and that was a Bill Wallace dealership, and uh, it's called Easy Pay Cars. Of all the places you wouldn't think would pass, one of these buy here, pay here, <coughs> little mom and pop we call them, but it wasn't owned by Bill Wallace, big chain dealer, and this was uh, absolutely amazing. The car salesperson, and I think he also owned, well, he was a manager, uh, he refused to sell the car. Because it had a defective Takata airbag. And then they fixed it. They fixed then it. they called our shopper back and says it's all ready to go. Yeah. They did the so right thing. So probably one of the greatest shops we've ever had. And An they're on the recommended man. list. Hmm? Yeah. An honest man. And Trustworthy. Honest. Yeah. Honest. So uh, kudos to Bill Wallace and kudos to the manager there. Uh, what the bad news is that all 20 that we've shopped so far were not disclosed. 20 in a row have not been disclosed as we went in and not just tried to buy a car with a defective to got airbag asked specifically if the car was safe <coughs> three times we asked and we would ask about the carfax report ask if there was a recall 20 in a row so what does that tell you about the safety of buying a car in south florida a used car in south florida it's russian roulette yeah it is exactly and that's a great name for it russian roulette um, our investigation this week led us to a 2009 nine-year-old vehicle, Honda Civic. Huge amount of Hondas out there with bad airbags. They, they are the leader. They apparently use this vendor for the airbags more than anybody else. They also sell a lot of cars. So this 2009 Honda Civic has a fixable passenger side to cut the airbag. We call this advertised at Hendrick Honda in Pompano Beach. Uh, It's a Honda dealership, that's the good news. So why wasn't it repaired? He obviously, the dealership knew it was recalled because he's a Honda dealer. He knew where the car was and it's easy for him to obtain the the, uh, airbag and Honda reimburses him totally. He makes a profit when he fixes that. There's no reason why it should be done. Carelessness, pure carelessness. Once again, a nine-year-old car just the right age for explosives in the airbag inflator to deteriorate the ammonium nitrate and become dangerously unstable and boom in your face. The Honda Civic is an extremely popular model. It's priced at just this one we looked at online, $6,998. A very attractive and affordable purchase for many consumers. How many people say, I want to buy a used car under $10,000? Everybody wants to buy a cheap used car. 
And uh, this is a very, very popular car, not to mention the fact that it's a Honda with a great name for quality. The Hendricks Auto Group is one of the largest private dealer groups in the U.S. Uh, they have no excuse not to be on top of the Takata recall crisis. We dispatched Agent X to see if they would handle it appropriately. And here's the report. Speaking as if I were Agent X, I called ahead to make sure the Civic was there and available for sale. I spoke with a salesman named Mosul. Good job. Good job. It's a Mosul. city in Iraq. Yeah. I was going to say Mosul, but it's Mosul. Uh, he said the car was there and tried very hard to get me to come in right away. I told Mosul I couldn't make it in until the next morning. He sounded disappointed uh, when he said he was off the next day. He offered to set me up with another salesperson, uh, and he partnered with Jonathan. Uh, Mosul collected some information from me, and we agreed on 11.45 a.m. appointment time. He said Jonathan would have the car ready for me to buy. Then the next morning, I headed down to Hendricks Honda in Pompano. I arrived at the scheduled time, asked for Jonathan. I waited for a few minutes for him to greet me at the front desk in the showroom, uh, but he wasn't prepared. Nope. Didn't expect me. Jonathan asked me to wait at the desk while he made sure the car was there, find the keys. Took about 10 minutes. He found the keys. He led me outside, and we began to look. Uh, then suggested the car might be across US-1 on another lot. Uh, worrisome that there's no communication between Mosul and Jonathan, apparently. We both crossed the street to the other lot. We searched. It took 15 minutes to find it, but we finally did. The car was pretty dirty. Terrible. But it looked like it had brand new tires. I asked Jonathan to open up the car. I said that it looked like the car hadn't been readied for sale yet. I asked him about their inspection process. Jonathan described Hendrick's 130-point inspection. He said they did a, a thorough safety check, rattled off the names of several components that were carefully checked, the brakes, the tires, the fluids, gaskets, electronics. I asked if it was mechanically sound, the three questions that we always ask. And listen carefully, these are three questions that you should ask when you're buying a used car. One, is it mechanically sound? Two, is the car safe? Jonathan said it was. He said it was mechanically sound also. And then the third question, I asked about accidents and damage, and he said he'd have to get a Carfax report, and he'd print it out for me, and we would check it later. We took the Civic for a test drive. It was nasty inside. And bear in mind that uh, Mosul is driving in the passenger side. Jonathan. Jonathan. I could, sorry about that. We should have, he should have made it check to see how nervous he looked. <laughs> and, uh, of course, sometimes Agent X is, is driving in these dangerous cars. Nine-year-old, ammonium nitrate unstable, Florida, the yeah. number one state. And, by the way, in Carfax, that car lived its entire life in Florida. Yeah. Now, it was up in Gainesville for a little bit, but it, most of the yeah. time was in Fort Lauderdale. So it's a dangerous car. I mean, it truly is. Uh, I noticed on the Carfax report that it says if the airbag hasn't been fixed because it's passenger side, uh, they advise the owner to not let anyone drive in the yep. pasture. Now, my question is this, and it's really not, it's rhetorical because I know that no one would answer me. 
if you have a hand grenade that goes off hey. in the passenger side of the car and you're on the driver's side. I don't want to be anywhere in that car. I don't think that's going to do you any good. <laughs> no, not not at all. And I never thought about that till I read that. But it is mm -hmm. an explosion with steel shrapnel killing the passenger and you're sitting how close you'll is a Honda Civic? You'll just get lacerated yeah. on the yeah, right I, side of your I, body. Everybody in the car. Mm. Uh, the car was dirty. The steering wheel was deteriorated badly. That's a safety issue. We got back to the dealership and returned to Jonathan's desk. I reminded him about the Carfax. He left me to go get it. He returned and reviewed the vehicle history report. To my surprise, and to my surprise, Jonathan disclosed both a damage report and the airbag recall. So, kudos. Hmm. 20 times in a row. This is the 21st. This is the first time they did that. Mm -hmm. So, let's give him. He didn't hide from it. He didn't hide from it. Uh, referring to the recall, he said, it should be fine. Mm -hmm. I asked him what he meant by that. Mm -hmm. He said the airbag was probably replaced during their inspection. Probably. Now, why was it on the Carfax? Because there's a time lag. I'm mean, saying there could be. Either he was wrong and it hasn't been fixed, or it was fixed an hour ago or, or yesterday, and the computer had not yeah. had the data, hadn't seeped in, to in, the in computer. Any case, he's doing better than pretty much everybody else. Yeah. At least they're talking about it. And the Carfax could have been done a month ago. Yeah. So, so there, it's possible that it could have been fixed. Um but he says, no problem, we're a Honda dealership, and they are, and they can fix it easily. Um, I asked him if he could find out if the airbag will come back. Um, he turned to the buyer's order, but before we discussed the figures, he began to tell me about the Rick Hendrick Auto Group and how their reputation demands they only sell the best used cars. He said they had 103 locations across the country, and they grew that large because of the quality of the vehicles they sold. Boy, that is what I call it. They call that puffery. That's, and you know, oh, that's legal. That's legal. On, yeah. It is. It's puffery, and puffery is legal. You could say we have the best car dealership, and they can't sue you if you don't because puffery is legal. And a lot, of, a lot of us are very susceptible. That sounds like a very old term. Yeah, puffery. Very. It is an old term. I'm tired but of this bother it's, it's a legal puffery. term. It's a legal term. And... Uh, you think puffery, you think about a, a vape pipe. You, know. uh, you might. I yeah, did, yeah I, that really. Didn't Where, to me. Where's that coming from? <laughs> <laughs> What's up with that? Uh, <laughs> that's why you're up all night. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's from Sherlock Holmes. You need to lay off some of that puffery. <laughs> <laughs> At any rate, um, we're moving in. He said to ensure the quality of the cars that Rick Hendrick sells, this they charge. This is, listen carefully, because this is a new one to me. This is why I love doing this. Yeah. Stu's uh, trying to pull himself to together. To ensure the quality of Rick Hendrick's cars, they charge a UCI, as in Uniform Charlie Idaho, UCI fee of $1,495. Before I ask what a UCI, I could ask what a UCI was, he said they also have a $799 dealer fee. Did he call the dealer fee at that time? I'm, that's what Agent X wrote yeah. in the report. Yeah, I, okay. Because yeah. you know, the buyer's order wasn't a dealer fee. But but they make sure that they price the car accordingly so the <laughs> dealer fee doesn't really affect the price. I struggled to comprehend the logic of this, but let him go on. <laughs> and so it begs the obvious question, so wait a minute. I'm still struggling. If they take the dealer fee... 
and they price the car accordingly to include the dealer fee, right. then why don't they take the dealer fee and include it in the price right. and not have to worry we about calling it a dealer fee? We know fee? why they do that. Why do they separate it? You're being and rhetorical. Course, I'm, being, I'm being facetious. Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, anyone, now when he was done with this, the $799 BS, I said, What's a U what the UCI was? What is the UCI fee? He said, let's review the numbers. That's known as deflecting the question. And when he went through sales training, they said, when they ask what the UCI is, you deflect that and you go on to change the subject. So, tai, tai Chi. Yeah. He wouldn't <laughs> tell me what the UCI was. He showed me the selling price that was $2,000 higher than what I'd seen online. Hmm. $8,995 is what I had said online. And then he added the $1,495 UCI. I thought that was some kind of, in of infection. Then a $799 <laughs> fee on top of that. Now here is the name, dealer administrative fee. Remember, a rose is a rose is a rose. I don't know. I, I don't think that would smell like a rose. I think yeah. it smelled like a horse apple. A dealer fee by any name. Is. Uh, uh, they got these acronyms going. They should <laughs> call it the UCI and then the DAF. Then we have, and I think we got the wrong number here. I think this is a typo. Uh, the 2485 no. and non-tax fees. I think when I looked the at the order. buyer's order. Did I get that wrong? Uh, well, everybody makes mistakes except me. <laughs> of course. Uh, the number is $205. $205.50. So they've got. No, that's taxable. Oh, you're right. Yeah. I'm always right. I'm sorry. It's the Stuart curse, the old Stuart curse. Uh, so now we have a $1,495 UCI. We have a $799 administrative fee, and we have a $205, what did I say, 50 cent? Taxable uh, fee. Taxable fee. Taxable fee is just another name for a dealer fee, as is dealer administrative fee, as is UCI fee. Uh, and we still don't know what the UCI fee is, do we? But we're getting there. I asked Jonathan if he was crazy. I love AGNX. I said, from what I can see, uh, he, you added about $2,500 of bogus fees to an inflated price already. He said he wasn't crazy and explained again that the UCI was there to ensure the vehicle was reconditioned properly. We're getting closer. And safe to drive. I asked loudly, what the heck? is a UCI. Not Finally. to be confused with a UTI. Finally. <laughs> That's Finally he gave me the UCI stood for used car inspection. Uh. Now, I'm going to pay a car salesman uh. to inspect the used car that he's trying to sell me, okay? Yeah, and I'm going to pay him $1,495. Now, I'm a car dealer, and I can tell you, you rarely spend if they were charged, no. trying to charge it, That's double. you don't spend no. $1,495 reconditioning a used car. The average is maybe $300. So that's adding insult to entry. He said they charge this on all their used cars. I asked him why they didn't include this fee in the price of the car. I asked him why the cost of any work they did wouldn't be part of the cost of the car they're selling. Johnson said... It didn't matter if the inspection was charged separately or built into the cost. The bottom line would be the same. Then I would have thought 
Then why do you do it? Well, he's, he channels you. Agent X channels you on yeah. the next, his next statement. I <laughs> said it, it did matter because the price I saw on the web was $4,500 less than what he's trying to sell me the car for. Jonathan said he'd better get his box. <laughs> he better. <laughs> <laughs> why you do that? As he left. <laughs> now, bear in mind, now let's go back to Rick Hendricks, okay? He's got 100, uh, 200 dealerships. He's one of the largest chains privately owned. He's breaking Florida law. Yes. Florida law says that you have to include your dealer fees by any name in the advertised price of the car. This might be how you do things in North Carolina. Yeah. <sighs> uh, and in North Carolina, by the way, I happen to know, they have an even more strict yeah. dealer fee. And North Carolina, well, it might be South Carolina. Law. They actually have to justify so, what those fees are for. We've been on the air. This station for one year, other stations <coughs> for 14 13. years. We've never been sued. Rick Hendricks, Honda, you're breaking the law. And sue me if I'm lying because that's libel or is it slander? Verbal versus written. Libel or slander, truth is a perfect defense. Rick Hendricks, Honda, you're not telling the truth. You're breaking the law. At any rate, he came back with the manager, John. John said that Jonathan had told him that I had concerns with the UCI, and the dealer fee said the car was priced to factor those in, and he directed to my attention the bottom line price of $12,220. He said the outdoor price was all that mattered. Uh, I did a face bomb. I had to Google that. This is a face bomb. They have emoji for that. Face bomb. Okay. I did a face bomb. John said if he didn't like the price, he could suggest another vehicle with a lower price and began to list a few vehicles that would work for me. Hard clothes. This is hard clothes, old school. Uh, John said that the most he could do for me was maybe a few hundred bucks, but he would have to clear it with the used car manager. He left. Richard came in, the used car manager, hammered me, hammered me some more. All he was doing is reinforcing that what was said. I asked Richards about finding out if the recall work was ever done. He said it probably was. I asked to see a document and confirmed it. He said he couldn't get that, but that's not the least of that's the least of their problems. They passed the Dakota test. Uh, he printed out another buyer's order with the online price, sixty nine ninety eight, but with the same bogus fees, twenty five hundred dollars in added fees. He said that was the best he would do, uh, and. That's a story. So here we are. Okay, we got three time. minutes Quickly left, vote. kids. He passed the Dakota test. Thumbs up. First one in 20 shops, 20 mystery shops. But the rest of it was bizarre. So quickly, as we take the grades online, we'll go around the room. Nancy Stewart. I'm going to go last. I'm going last. Last, okay. Rick? I call it an F. The, the, just to, they did get the Dakota in there, but too many games were played. And for a Honda dealership not to do the recall, yeah. that is a, something that they get paid for. I'm going to pass, too. I know why Nancy did. Uh, I'll go next to last. Or yes. Uh, Stu, what do you, what's your grade? Um, well, I'm getting grades coming in on the Internet. We have Neil gives him a D plus. Linda graded him twice. She gives him an F and then a triple F. <laughs> uh, now, John, our friend, he, he didn't give him a grade. Just he, oh, no. He gives, John gives him an F. And Ed gave him an F, and then Dean gives him a C minus. I'm going to give him because this was a Dakota shop. I'm going to give him a 
D plus. Answer. Pass them. D plus. Okay, we're uh, we're going to go with a D plus. I think that's uh, the best we could do on that. Yeah, but they pass. But you got to be careful when you go down. Yeah, there. yeah, you have to be careful. But I was so travel cautiously by the fact they passed to the cottage. Yeah, yeah. First one. Travel cautiously. Uh, it just uh, pays to do your homework, ladies and gentlemen. I want to thank you for tuning in to Earl Stewart on Cars, uh, and uh, we enjoyed your company. We'll be right back here next Saturday at 8 a.m. So have a wonderful weekend. <laughs>